0: OK, so I will uh, finish the, the, the part on, on prediction I presented, uh, firstly, last time, OK? So uh, I will remind you some some, just some points, uh, what we have discussed before, and then I, re- I will go into the prediction fr- framework, more, more specifically, because we just see some tests to validate uh, some of the, um, um, some of the, of the stuff which are uh, um, used in in prediction, but we we don't have seen uh, completely the prediction process. On an example. So, just to remind you, what I talked about last last time. Uh, I talk about the idea to get an output uh, using some uh, predictors. We don't know uh, at uh, the moment the output. We just want to estimate the output using the, the predictor value. So we use a set of variables, and this variable will inform inform us about the output. And uh, the uh, function f is a combination of the predictor in order to get the output. Right? be sure that it's very clear. So uh, we have a predictor uh, which is a variable and then we have an output which is another variable <coughs> and the output is a function of the predictor. So it looks like a linear uh, function here because Nous are uh, using à framework, lineaire framework, qui predictor que a linear est the, uh, the output is a linear function, sorry, of the predictor, yeah. and uh, there could be a shift uh, in, this, uh, in this process, B value. Et uh, M value is figuring out à which point the uh, output varies en fonction de la Each change in x value in the in the in the the predictor value is making is yielding to a change of two units in the output value. What I told you also, which is important to remind, is the process of prediction is error-prone, means that the estimation you you, you make of the output could uh, be uh, uh, um, charged with some uh, random error, and uh, uh, this this error also is important to estimate in order to know if your prediction is correct, or your predictor is a good predictor, or, or not. So, uh, what is uh, very important to to remind also is the fact that in prediction, the relation between the predictor and the output is a linear relation, okay? Because we we are in the linear framework. And another point I will illustrate today is the fact that you must have uh, a distribution which is a, a, a norm, no, normal, uh, and especially the distribution of the error between the prediction uh, and the predictor uh, value, and the combination of the predictor value, uh, which is a, a, a normal distribution. And uh, uh, another point here, I will illustrate with an example, is the fact that uh, when you are, um, an error, the variance of the error is uh, uh, the same for every value of the predictors. And the last part is that the observations are independent, okay, so the variable you use for, 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 for as, as predictor in the process they are independent one to another, okay? And uh, uh, this is important. Used to it, what the error is uh, figuring out. The error is figuring the fact that uh, if you, are, you have a perfect dependencies or you have dependencies uh, between the predictor and uh, uh, the output. Here, in, uh, in the in the in the normal case, in the usual case, there is some some potential error, and this error can, can be due to noise but they can also be due to the fact that the predictor is not exactly a good predictor for the output value. Right? So I told you that uh, uh, um, this is a regression a, a view. I told you also that uh, uh, if the, uh, the predictor is not correct uh, uh, for the, uh, the output here, yeah, you will have some uh, error, which is uh, not only noise here, but which is due to the fact that the estimation uh, you use is not correct. For example, the slope, the dependency value, or even the the, the variable is not a good variable for for the I mean, the predictor variable is not a good variable for the So, I, I illustrate this with an example last time, okay? uh, uh, measuring here the dependency uh, between, uh, uh, for example, a test of capability of person and uh, the concentration of uh, vitamins in the, in, the, in the blood of the person. So, this is uh, the distribution here of the vitamin okay, among the population. And this is the distribution of the capacity of people I among mean, the population. of efficiency of brain uh, work. So then we use a different kind of framework to figure out, figure out the dependency between the, the predictor here and uh, the output. Okay, this is the case. Uh, if uh, there is uh, no relationship between uh, output here, DSD, and the vitamin level, this is the case where we can figure out. So this is a random distribution of the, the output as consider uh, when we consider here the uh, the predictor. So when we shift some dependency here if for example there is a weak relationship between the political and the output we get this this, uh, this um, um, graph graphic uh, uh, representation here and the more the dependency is uh, obvious the more you see a change in, in the graph. Uh, when we draw, we sketch the two values here: the DSST and here the vitamin value. Okay, and uh, the more it will be uh, dependent, the output from the, uh, the predictor, the more you will get this this kind of figure here. This is the same. Okay, just uh, changing the slope. Okay. and uh, we go in the, in the, in the more uh, clear or obvious dependency between the predictor and, and the output and uh, this is the last one we get <coughs> when the dependency here is the highest we get uh, uh, spread of the um, output value along the line which is wrong here? Which is the, the line? Which is figuring out the dependency between the predictor and the and the output. And this is a linear uh, dependency, so we have a straight line here. Yeah. So then, of course, it's important to estimate two things. It's important to estimate if we get some error as compared to the, uh, the sketch of the, of, the, of the dependency line between the predictor and the output. Is this error figuring out uh, uh, a random error, or is this error figuring out something else? Okay, uh, 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 An error in the, in the estimation of the slope, for example, as I told you before. So what I told you last time also is that to make this estimation here we need to see if the slope value we obtain in the prediction process they are significant or not. Okay? That's why I spoke about the T test last time. I spoke about the t-test because one first thing to to, to, to to do when we do some estimation of the slope or the dependency between a predictor and an output is to figure out if the value we get here, the beta value, the beta value are the value of the slope here, this beta value are correct, or if they are due to some error um, in, in, the, in the estimation itself, right, or some random error. That's why I go into the t-test uh, process last time, and I think you understood. No, uh, because I give you a training about that, and you told me that you get you you, you success in making this training. The t-test is used in this process to estimate if the value of beta you obtain with the regression are significant of something, if or if just random value. And this is very important because, as I told you before, if it's Something which is due to random or to variation of noise, noise variation, you cannot uh, uh, rely on this value in, 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 as, as predictor uh, Okay? Between predictor and variable. That's why I told you about that. So, especially if the value of beta are very small. When you do a prediction and you, if you, you get a, a small dependency between uh, a predictor, and the variable, this small dependency could be due to some error or some random process. OK? So this is very important to understand. That's why I, I, I uh, proposed you to go into the t- t- test uh, process last, last time. So to, uh, to go, just again to be sure that you understand what I told about, so the t-statistic is a statistic that make are uh, you able to do some estimation of uh, the dependency between uh uh between um uh the factor here, uh, and the population so this dependency is based on the mean so you estimate the mean of the population and if you have a specific population which is uh, uh, um, you you estimate it's different from the standard population. Then you can measure out how much the mean of the variable you are measuring, like, which 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 what we call the output variable for the population, you uh, you you are under um, estimation is different from the, the the normal population, right? So. Uh, for, of course, you need, for, for making any kind of estimation statistic, statistics, uh, a sample size, which is uh, available. You use enough samples to, 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 to estimate this. And what I told you last like, huh? time if you want to do this test, yeah. you do uh, 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 an estimation of the observed mean. You do an estimation of the new, new mean hypothesis. New mean hypothesis uh, 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 the new hypothesis mean, sorry the new hypothesis mean is figuring out what is the, uh, uh, the mean of the normal population and the observed mean is figuring out what is the mean of the population you, you are considering, considering on the current experiment. So then from that you will use a, a, a T a, a statistic uh, uh, table in order to estimate if you are inside a normal situation a normal variation or if you are outside of the normal variation of the mean, if you are outside of the normal variation of the mean means that uh, you are out of the scope of the center sum, the of the distribution, of the distribution. In this case, for this part here, means that if you with a with a confidence value, a confidence value which is given here, here there is uh, a few chance that uh, the difference between the mean of the observed population, for example, here, and, and the mean of the uh, normal population is in, the, in this part. And the more you go in this side of the curve, the less chance there, there is that this is due to random variation. So, when you go outside of this scope here, you, you are quite sure that you are in a situation in which there is a difference between the standard population and the observed population, right? So that's exactly what I, I uh I give you as training with, with the drinking people and the non-drinking people for, uh, for the ability test. Right? Were you getting so the T statistic was just here and you will use in many cases, this statistic is interesting because it could be done with very few information, just the the mean of the population. Okay, so as soon as you have the mean of the population, you can make a t-test, okay, and compare this this mean to a standard mean or a reference mean. Okay, so this would be done for the slope, for example, in in the in the case of the regression, and as you will see, there is a there is a, um, a strong relationship between the, the estimation of the t value and the uh, uh, regression process. So, then you have different kind of confidence level. The more you want to be confident that there is a change between the standard population and the population you observe, the higher will be uh, uh, the, um, the t value you have to consider here. So the, the, the range of the T could, could, could vary uh, in a larger scope when you try to get the component length of 99, for example, as compared to LAT component So this is the example I, 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 I should sure understand, but uh, you, you have the same with, uh, with the, the drinking drivers. Okay? This is the population here uh if you consider the, the fruit and the intake okay uh, so the mean is uh, uh, the one you consider here the, the standard deviation uh, is the value of the variation around the mean and then from that uh, if uh, uh, you are out of the scope of the Null hypothesis, uh, you will get a t-value, which is figuring out know, the difference between the average value in the case of the null hypothesis and the average value in the case of the observed uh, experiment. Okay, you will use uh, also what we call the standard deviation in the process, but uh, this is a standard uh, statistic. Okay? So the value here is clearly the difference between the observed mean, the one you observe in your population, and the reference mean, this mean is uh, tied to the new hypothesis, and this one is tied to the observation. Okay. So the t-value is basically uh, relying on the difference between the mean of the new hypothesis and the mean of the uh hypothesis in the population, okay? <coughs> in the case of the drinker, I told you before, uh, the difference was the difference in the mean between the normal driver and the mean of the drinking driver, okay? So if you suppose that the normal driver and the drinking driver are no difference. You will take one reference, one new reference. We say, okay, we have a population of, of normal dark driver which has this average of reflex, reflex uh, uh, quality, okay, or reaction quality. And we have another population, which are the drinking driver here, which have this average of reaction quality, okay. So then, the difference between the two are the difference between the average of reaction quality. Okay, that's all. The reaction quality of the drinking driver minus the reaction quality of the normal driver. And if this difference is big enough, we are out of the scope of the normal distribution. We are in in the tail of the distribution. So, the more we are in the tail of the distribution, the more the difference will be significant. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's what, uh, what what I am <coughs> So I told you also about uh, uh, ANOVA last time, but ANOVA is the same process, mm-hmm. yeah. So ANOVA is another, uh, another way of doing. Uh but the difference between T test and ANOVA is the, the case of ANOVA, you can compare more than, than two populations you can compare three for X population, right? So and this is based on the difference between the inside group variation and the outside and the between group variation here. So we, we don't go more in more detail in another process but uh, uh, you just have to remind that this process is the same as the T-test process and it could be applied in the case of more than two groups. Okay. But the same, the same idea uh, as the one we talk about in the in the t-test uh, framework. So this is an example here uh, in, in the case of three population with uh, ANOVA. So and uh, you have you have this uh, um, example in the side. You compute the inside group variation, then you can compute the intergroup variation and you measure the ratio between the intergroup variation and the intragroup variation to figure out if there is a different the difference between the control group here and the other groups. <coughs> and the new hypothesis of course in this case is there is no difference and the more the difference is important, the more there is chance there are chance that uh, there is a significant change between the, the standard control group and the other right? So, just to, to figure out a last point about this statistical test. So, this is the, the computation of the uh, inside group variation and uh uh intergroup but you can get into the slide again and look to what is happening there. Okay. This is very simple. Very simple. It's not so complicated as uh, you you were uh, you were a bit you know into put into difficulty last time but it's not so complicated then okay. just the difference between means or the difference between decided right and the significance of the this difference. So, uh, so if we apply this on the, on the on the on the case in the case of the regression, we uh, we, we want to estimate here if uh, <laughs> the error on beta is significant of uh, a normal error or it's uh, due to uh, an error in the estimation process, means the the, the, beta, the beta value here uh, is uh, uh, just due to the, the value of beta that we, we obtain uh, for the population for the we are considering is uh, something which is due to random or something which is similar. So then we apply the same process here. <coughs> we compute the standard uh, error value average here. Uh, the standard uh, um, error uh, on, the, on the beta value. And then uh, we have the average of the beta value, the standard error, then uh, we estimate uh, the t value. And with a given probability here, uh, uh, is the variation of the, uh, the beta value a normal variation or something which is out of the scope? Uh, if we get something which is inside this scope here, with a confidence uh, confidence interval of 95%, we are sure that this is a normal variation of, of the in this distribution. In okay. So, when we are doing regression, one thing which is important to be sure that we are in a good context for doing regression is to observe the distribution of the errors okay so first we have to be sure that <coughs> we are in a, in a linear case we have to be sure that there is constant variance with for all levels of the uh, uh, predictor uh, 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 whatever the value of the predictor is we have to estimate if the, the error is normally distributed and also, we have to evaluate if there is dependency between predictors. So to figure out uh, what is happening exactly, okay, this, is, uh, this is the value uh, we, we get here uh, for uh, the prediction of the uh, level of uh, reactivity, brain reactivity, uh, uh, when we consider the value of the vitamin level. Yeah? this one and the residual and the difference between the (coughs) prediction the prediction is here and the difference is the value of the difference between the prediction here and the observed value Okay. if you observe this and you would have predicted this using uh, the linear dependency between the predictor which is the vitamin and the DSST here you would have observed this but you observe this okay? so if we, there is a difference between this and this this is the error so in this case this is the uh, uh, predicted observation and this is the real world observation here so the difference between the predicted and the two, the real world observation. This is this, this is the predictor, right? You using the soap. This will computed, and this yeah. is the uh, observer uh, looking in the real, real world uh, data. So this okay. one. This is figuring out the error between the estimation and the reality. Is that clear? Yes. So in this case, this distribution of error must uh, fit into a specific framework. So you see that in this case, uh, the, the error is not linearly distributed among the value of the, the prediction here. This is more clear. here yeah, that you know the error of this uh, uh, fitting into a curve uh, distribution, a curve distribution. But normally it would have been uh, uh, correct if it fits into a, a linear uh, distribution around near the value of the, the slope. So in this case, we have the correct situation. In this case, we are not in the correct situation. Okay? So what does what it mean? Here, yeah. here. Hmm? It's, it's difficult to guess what the error is in yeah. the fact that Hmm? If it's not linear, it's difficult to guess what the error is in the fact that it is. Yeah. There are many reasons. One of the potential reasons is there is no linear relation between the predictor and the output. Okay, so if there is no linear relation between the predictor and the output, the error distribution becomes non, non-linear. Okay, so this is due to the fact that we are not in a linear, linear framework. There is no reason that we are always in a linear framework. Okay? Uh, depends on the, 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 the variable we use as predictor depending on the variable we use as predictor sometimes it's not linear relation we, we, we try to enforce a linear relation between the predictor and the output but in the, in the real world it's not a linear relation so in this case we, we get this okay? so you must be very very uh, careful about that also because if you do a linear prediction and if there is no linear dependency between the output and the predictor we we'll get this so you must control this, you no, know, for sure, to be sure that it to be in the linear world. So this is the first one. Another thing that could happen is that kind of thing is what we call uh, homeo-skill-skill activity. Okay, what does it mean? It means that The error, for example, here is increasing with the increase of the (coughs) the predictor value. Okay? So, in this case, we are no more in a linear uh, framework hypothesis because the variance is becoming higher when the value of the predictor is becoming higher, too. Okay? So, this is a situation in which uh, uh, we are not uh, 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 fitting with the with the linear framework hypothesis. So, in this case, it's correct because you see that when there is an increase here of the uh, of the value of the predictor, we get the same kind of error distribution around the prediction as the one uh, we get with. Lower value of the predictor. Right? And this is uh, the notion of uh, in, uh, dependence or independence. Okay? So we can have an independent distribution of the error or a dependent distribution of the error. In the case of a dependent distribution of error, <coughs> you see that the variation we get. Would be like this, okay. It depends, obviously, you know, on the value of x of the predictor. Okay. So the predictor, when it is it, increasing, okay, there is variation of the error, which is due to the increase, which are not the one we see before, for example augmentation of the variance, but some some kind of variation which. Is figuring out that there is something happening in the background here. So these three things have to be considered when you do prediction. You have to uh, to assume a normal distribution of the error. You have to assume uh, no difference uh, on the variance of the error when there is an increase of the predictor, and you have to assume that there will not be there will not be some variation of uh, the error distribution due to the change. In the predictor value, right? So then we see in the uh, in the former example we see some uh, case in which we have one predictor and one output, okay? But in the real life we use more than one predictor. To estimate an output, for example, in the case of the, uh, vitamin uh, and uh, brain activity relation, if you use just vitamin to estimate the brain activity, it would be something which is uh, an approximation which is not uh, prone enough. Okay? So we can, for example, use another one yes yeah. so that the GCC score is not only a function of uh, the, the vitamin, but it's also a function of the age, because when people become older, there, there, will, there will be certainly a dependency between age and brain activity, right? So, this is a common sense, uh, 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 I mean... Uh, hypothesis to, 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 to add here some, some other predictor to estimate the uh, brain activity that using only the vitamin A. right? So then we obtain something which is more difficult to, to understand because uh, we have two dimensions. The dimension which is the dimension of the increase of Vitamin concentration, and in the group, and the other dimension, which is dimension of increase of age, right? So we can have different view here, but in, in all this view, we use three variable, and if you have more than three variables, we we will have some uh, curve uh, which are more than which is more than three dimensional, it becomes difficult to look In this case, it's more complicated to see what is happening in a graphical uh, uh, um, framework. So, So then What what we what we see here is interesting. If we uh, do this this kind of uh, uh, model, okay, if we reconstruct the model of estimation of DST using vitamin and using age, uh, what will what will what will happen here is something very strange. Okay, you see that. What 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 do you see here? Does somebody, is somebody able to make me some, some, some observation of what is happening there? Look to the, the, the soul values. Look to the soul values. There is two so values, by the fact. Why? Because we have a soul for vitamin. vitamin and we have a soul for Yes, that's it. So what, what what do you see there? This is because I told you before about estimation of the plausibility of the slope as regard to a zero value for example. Hmm? <coughs> Who can make me it's, it's a much larger part me That's it. Okay. So in this case, what does it mean? It means that if we would have considered H instead of vitamin in the estimation of the brain activity, it it would have been much more reliable. Okay? Instead of considering vitamin in the group, vitamin concentration, it would have been better to consider age to estimate the brain activity so it means that there is a, dependency, a strong dependency between age and brain activity and the one we observed before with vitamin is a particular, a particular confounded observation so the right way of making estimation of the brain activity is not to use the vitamin but to use the age okay? and As you have remarked by yourself, the value of the slope here is almost what? Almost zero. Okay? So, if it's almost zero, we enter again in the the, t-test hypothesis here. We have to to consider that if it's almost zero, it could have been something which is due to random. Okay? So in this case, if we make a t-test here, we can observe that the p-value for vitamin is over 0.5 means that we are in a situation that it could be due to random variation. And the p-value for the H is very, very low. <coughs> the p-value is already, you know, the confidence n the, the, the lower is the p-value, the highest is the confidence event. we are sure that the variation of the H here are the good ones. And we are sure that the variation of the vitamin could be too random. But in the, third, in the former example, we don't have, we don't have most, the right is the right predictor, So we cannot, you know, figure out what because the, the predictor was the right, the right. Okay? So this is very important in prediction to be sure that the predictor you you are using are the correct predictor. You can be you know uh, put into error situation if you don't use the correct predictor. The the, the most correct predictor in this case is the H is not the final concentration. Okay? So take care about that. Okay? The is in prediction is very often occurring that you are using you are using a predictor which is not the correct one. But when you, you insert the correct predictor in the process, the effect of the second predictor, the one you are doing already, is increasing, and you are more easily entering in a situation like this. The predictor is not more significant. Predictor prediction is significant of A relation between the output and the predictor, but just due to another relation, right? Okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm coming back here. So, that's it. What is the multiple linear regression? It's a regression in which. We have more than one predictor. Okay? And in some case we we can remove some predictor which are just due not variation or just due to noise. Okay. And just keep the ones which are significant for the process, right? And for that we have to use t test to, to estimate if the predictor variation or the predictor value is something which is due to random or something which is due to uh real dependency between the outputs and it's okay. It's okay, right? So, as we have told before, the regression coefficient in, in in regression process is the amount of change. If the amount of change between predictor and output is very low, means that something could uh, be due to random, and we have to control that in more So what we have to control when you when you do uh, uh, multiple linear uh, regression, this control for con- confunder, the one I showed before, right? Something which is uh uh due to the the incorrect choice of predictors. You also have to control for interaction between predictors. So, what we call effect modification here. If there is dependency between predictors, it becomes a serious problem too. Then, uh, uh, the the idea of using more than one predictor is to improve the prediction. In some cases, there is not only one predictor uh, which is suitable for estimation, but more than one. So, (coughs) using more than one is uh, in most cases interesting because it would uh, make the prediction more accurate than with only one, right? So then we can also see a t-test as a, as a linear regression, but this is the detail so what is the, what the Okay, so what is the t-test here in the case for, for example, if uh, we have two groups, uh, the the one w- which have uh, enough uh, uh, vitamin concentration in the blood and the other one which have not, then we can see that uh, this is uh, uh, two groups uh, uh, hypotheses here, and these two group hypotheses could be uh, uh, represented as a uh, as a linear uh, regression. Here you see that um, this is the, the, the test uh, uh, the case of um, uh, insufficient, okay. As compared to the sufficient. One side is the insufficient, and the other side is sufficient. Sorry. So, and then uh, we we can compute here. Uh, the uh, the t-test for that (coughs) so and uh, the intercept is uh, uh, representing in this case in this case the means uh, in the sufficient group and the slope is uh, the the difference in mean between the groups so we can see that uh, uh, making a linear uh, uh, regression uh, using uh, two groups and predicting the insufficient using the sufficient here is the same as the t-test okay? we try to predict the sufficient using the insufficient, and we get the same thing that we would have get with the t-test so that's what I, I try to to, to say that with this example is the regression uh, model is the most the most general one. Okay, so we can apply the regression model to, to uh, so to to, make, to estimate this. Uh, okay, and using this grid here, yeah, which is consist- consisting in saying, okay, I I I will try to estimate the the insufficient using the sufficient. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a more general one but there was place. for example we have linear regression and we check for the significance and then we see for example that vitamin D is not significant mm-hmm. and then H is. But then we apply it in the test data and we see for example that in the test data if you check for M C or any other measure it is better to reduce to, to leave vitamin D in mm-hmm. the model. So which one do you prefer? Like the one that has only significant uh, features, variables, predictors, and all, or the one that just on the test data performs better. So the, f- the full model with all variables. Okay. Uh, this is a good question, and uh, this is a uh, this is a more general problem we have in machine learning. Okay. In machine learning, uh, I, I will, uh, maybe I have an example of this uh, uh, after. Uh, that's uh, what we call in machine learning Other pe- So what is overfitting Problem is you do some estimation on on training data and the estimation is very accurate for the training data because uh, you just fit correctly with the training data behavior or the the training data uh, uh, distribution and uh, when you enlarge your experiment to test data, it becomes not correct anymore. So it's it's due to the fact that uh, there there are differences in distribution between the training and the test. I was saying that on the test data, the results were better. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we have uh, some features that are not statistically significant uh, Mm -hmm. when we check for the training data, training data. Mm -hmm. vitamin D. But when we leave vitamin D and check on the test data, it is better than without vitamin D, which is not significant. So okay. With, like it's, it's better in the test than, than mm-hmm. in the training. Yeah, it could be to, 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 to change in the in distribution between the test and the training. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if uh, you are you're never sure, you know. Um, okay, For in, 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 in machine learning, uh, in general, what we use in this case to, 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 to try to escape from this problem is we do uh, what we call cross-validation. Mm-hmm. Okay? We do many experiments changing the test and the training. In order to avoid to uh, fall into this situation in general, Okay? so if we, we do some uh, um, uh, estimation uh, by changing uh, uh, the, the, the test and the train uh, uh, using uh, many uh, uh, different learning step, okay, and making an average uh, of, of that, okay, we are more sure that we will not fall into this situation in which the the, the, the change in the distribution between the test of the train we change the estimate of okay, uh, we use, or we change. The, I mean, the accuracy of the estimate. But then, the significance we should apply to check for significance of features on training, on test, or we'll averaging on cross validation. We have we have to average on cross validation, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we 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 are we are in the situation we we about, which is a bad, a bad situation. But this is very often. Uh, this is a very often problem occurring of in machine learning even in, 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 this, in this case, because we are in the same case but by the way, we do an distinction on, the, on some, 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 some training and then we, we expect that if we have a new observation okay, of the uh, predictor, we will get a correct uh, output uh, value but this is uh, not true if there is a variation between uh, the situation that we we, we were facing in the, in the training and the one we are facing in the okay in the in the real world using an extended amount of that power, no, right? mm-hmm. This is a very good question. This this is a this is a a problem which is not completely solved. You know, actually, uh, yeah. I, I cannot. Tell you that this this is uh, solved in, in general case, but it's not true. Well, I like, have seen the opinions of uh, machine learning people who are saying that significance measures a completely different thing, and it's uh, it's not necessary to measure significance. So I, I don't say I agree with this opinion, but it's just different. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, to 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 answer to your question in another way, so maybe, but uh, not not directly to this question, but. Uh, the t uh, uh, range of uh, application is larger than the one. I'll show you here. Uh, for example, uh, uh, you you want to, to, to measure a difference between uh, you model, okay, you do some some, some experiments, you know, some some prediction model, and uh, you do some experiments with another one. Okay, then uh, what, what you want to know is is there is a significant, significant difference between your, your first set of predictors and the other set of predictors, okay? So in this case, you have a model, what we call a model, which is a set of predictors you need for, for providing an output, and we have another set of predictors which is used to, for, 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 to use the same output. Then, you can also try to uh, estimate the difference between the prediction which are provided by the first and the second one. And if you can also, for that, we measure uh, the difference using the t okay? And if the difference is significant, it means that there is a model which is different from the other one. Maybe there is one which is more accurate, but there is uh, uh, obviously a difference between the two ones. And uh, in any kind of experiment we do in machine learning, I we have to use t-test okay, to measure the difference between. Our model and the one which are provided, for example, by other you know, uh, techniques of people to do the same. The same, job, right? And this is a super important I uh, think. So ANOVA is also a linear regression. We can uh, transpose the ANOVA process into a linear regression process here. Okay. So uh, we we'll do the same here, okay? Using uh, uh, um, the value for of sufficient and the estimation of uh, insufficient or deficient here, okay? Uh, but uh, it's a multiple linear process. We have a beta value for insufficient, a beta, a beta one value for insufficient, beta two value for deficient, and then we use the alpha value here for sufficient group. But we get the same. So we use a different estimator to estimate um, the behavior of the category as compared to the estimation of the standard or the reference category here. So and we get the same. If uh, we get a difference, a significant difference, we get a slope. If not, we don't get the slope. That's, that's the idea. Okay. So we see that uh, uh, here <coughs> there is a significant difference between the book uh and this significance different is figured figured out by uh, using a linear regression process here uh, instead of an another process but the same uh so there are there are multiple uh, uh kind of uh, regression so we have only seen the, the standard linear regression but in this case we, we use an output uh, which is a real value in some case uh we can have a binary uh, output instead of uh, uh, real value output, so we use another kind of regression, what we call logistic regression. So the, the kind of regression we use depends on the kind of output we want to obtain. Okay. So, but uh, we will focus on this uh, linear regression here. We will not go in detail here, but if you want to, to, to get more information about logistic, uh, I will give you some 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 entry points in, uh, in, in literature for that, right? Uh, so uh, uh, then we have other kind of regression which are used in a uh, mini application. For example, uh, we can estimate the time to death for, for people. So we use uh, what we call Cox proportional hazard regression. Then. So this is an a example of a regression process here. Yeah. So this is example of uh, what we can to we, we want to predict here. Yeah? This is a classical linear regression yes yeah? in which we want to predict, for example, the blood pressure using the side consumption, uh, the age, the fact the fact that you smoke. You know that the smoker <coughs> has uh, high blood pressure, higher blood pressure than average. This is very well known phenomenon. That's the, they are more prone to uh, uh, brain accidents than other people because the blood the pressure their the blood pressure is higher than average, right? So then, this is a solution the age. When you are becoming older, your blood pressure tends to increase. Okay, and uh, and when you are consuming more salty food, your blood pressure actually tends to increase. So you can rely on the on, on this kind of estimation here saying okay i want to to predict the blood pressure of somebody so it certainly depends on the soil consumption it certainly depends on the age and it certainly depends on the smoking activity so but in some case as i will show them you have to be careful because some uh, uh, some uh, variables which are not uh, taking into consideration in the model can influence the process. Also, right? So then, this situation is a bit different here. Why? Right? I don't want to know the value of the blood pressure. I just want to know what if the blood pressure is high or it's low. It's a boolean situation in which here uh, I'm only interested in the fact that the good pressure is high or low. So it's a binary situation. So I cannot use anymore the same kind of uh, uh, model. We, are, we, are, we, are, we use a log model here instead of a standard model. But, uh, this this you can you can. So if you are interested in this uh, in this kind of application, I can give some some material for that. Right? And the same problem here. This is the framework of the Cox regression here. What I want to know. (laughs) I want to observe or to determine the remaining living time of somebody using the same parameter. So in this case, a event, yeah. It's a time to test event, here it's a time to something event, in this case I'm using a kind of regression. But in all these cases, you see that the only difference between this case is, is what? Is the output uh, uh, category we going to get. Output category is either a continuous value, either here is something like a, a binary value, or either it's something like a time-based. Uh, Right. So, to summarize what I've told before, so in, 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 in some cases, uh, uh, we uh, would we, we need more than one predictor to predict an output, it's the general situation, so we have to take care uh, uh, of which predictor we use, and also we have to take care here of, of which kind of in- output we want. Right? So, depending on that, we will use different kinds of regression. Um, so, this is something which could happen in a, in a regression process also. Uh, so, I will show you an example of this. And uh, be, be, because you have uh, asked me the question just before, uh are speaking about overfitting yeah. so this is uh, some some pitfall uh in which we can fall down uh if we don't if we are not enough careful about uh, what we are doing with the regression process so this is uh, what we call multicollinearity cul- multicollinearity is, uh, is a phenomenon in which occurs when we have two variables which are dependent one into another in, in the regression process, okay? so this could have uh, such an effect that is destroying the model, you know? because uh, they have uh, some interaction they have some bad interaction together so it makes the model becoming, you know so the best thing to do is to be sure that the variable you will use in the in the regression process they are not dependent one to another and it's significant. okay you can measure for example the covariance or something like this in order to estimate the dependence. This is a tricky process because uh, it's not so easy to to estimate this, and uh, even in a very you know official studies, uh, like medical studies, you have this kind of situation which is occurring and uh, which is something, something, some, sometimes either. You know, uh, uh, by the the way we we are doing the estimation, we are providing the estimation. Alors, uh, in this case um uh, the confounding I, I will show you a, a case of confounding which is uh, very tricky and you will see that uh, it's not so easy to detect <coughs> because uh, you have also to take into consideration that you have some natural error in the in the estimation process in the observation yeah. so for for um, for being sure to to avoid uh this kind of situation we we can use what we call randomization distribution of the population which is uh uh, uh spreading all uh, the uh, data into an homogeneous uh, uh dataset so this is an example here. if we try to Figure out the relation between meat eating and mortality. What we can observe here is uh, for example, in this case, there is a pointer. Uh there is a pointer yeah, yeah. There is. Okay? This is uh, uh, here the, the the meat intake, okay? Quantity, right? There is uh, five categories. You see? So this is the percentage of red meat the people are eating, and especially the red meat here is considered. This is the age, the age uh, of these these three categories to say. Okay. Uh, this is the uh, the race. Okay. And then okay, this is uh, other other criteria here, for example, smokers. So, if we estimate the mortality. Uh, uh, using this, we find uh, uh, an increase of uh, the death here. What we see here? We find an, an increase of the death. The number of deaths when there was an increase of of what of red meat consumption. Okay, the 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 Q one category here is the, the people which are consuming less. With the Q two, their consumption of red meat is increasing, and so and so and so in the Q five. Okay? what we see what we see here is the fact that uh, the number of deaths in the Q1 category, uh, it's a sudden death process, a sudden death process, okay? So the sudden death process is less in the case of Q, Q, Q1 here, as it, it is in Q5. So we can then conclude what? We can... Provide a prediction of the number of deaths, okay, or of the deaths, or the time to death, within this, this model, right? You agree with me? So, is that true or not true? Tell me what you, what you're feeling. Look to the look to the the table here. Before, try to make me some interesting observation here. You can use all this this uh, this uh, this variable here. Okay, you can use there are the many variables here. Uh, can you see the the board? Oh, no, no. I, I think I think you cannot see the board. But if you, uh, for the people which are near from the board, you can see. Well, you can observe something which is very strange. Uh, here, for example, you see that the smoking activity of the people using uh, in this in this this sample in the sample here the smoking activity of the people is higher than the average, okay? You see the smoking activity here? This this is this value. You see that this value here is third time more important than the value of the smoking activity for the Q1 category here, right? This is uh, uh, 4.9 and this is 14.8. So what would happen here is the less is not due only to, the, the percentage of this is only uh, is not only due to the consumption of heat, okay but also to the smoking activity but in this sample here of uh, the Q5 population we have two things that could have uh, influence on the less uh, less uh, and the first one is the red meat, obviously, but the second one is also the smoking activity because you see that in this sample, the people which are consuming more meat are also smoking more. So, what is the, the reason for the less? It could be to the smoke or the meat consumption, right? So, if you, if you construct a model saying that, okay, when we increase the the, meat, the red meat consumption may increase the death risk. It's a fake model using this kind of data set because, in this case, you have also a potential effect on the smoking activity. But we, 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 we call a confounding variable. This variable, the smoking activity, is a confounding variable for the death count, uh, uh, considering that it's not only due to the the fact that there is an increase of meat consumption here, red meat, but okay, also, in the same way, an increase of smoking. Okay. So, <coughs> how can we solve this problem? So, for this, for solving this problem, uh, in a, a medical study, we use what we call randomization. Randomization is using a percentage of population, sorry, using a percentage of population, oh, sorry, using a, a percentage of population, which is a, a split into smokers and non smokers in the same, with the same ratio than the one which is in the Q1 category here. Okay? But you have to be sure about, the, about this. We have to be sure that we, when we do randomization, we really split the population considering all the factors that can have some effect or interaction with the one we want to measure okay? in a homogeneous way. If the other factors here are split, if this factor is split in homogeneous way between the Q, Q one, and Q, Q five. Okay, we will get the a uh, reliable indication of what is happening exactly. But in this case, we cannot. There is confounding because there is interaction between the smoking activity and the nutrition control. Right? You understand? And it could be a very very, tri- very tricky problem because when we are a population, we are not all, always able to find out which. Criteria: the, the the individual in this population, you know, the the we we cannot measure everything. So, in some cases, we will be in the confounding situation because we have not measured something which is strongly related. So, we have to split the population of have in a different way if we want to get a correct indication here. And it's not all, always obvious to do this, right? And the last point. is overfitting. Okay? Uh, what we called before. And I will finish with this and then I will give you an exercise a simple exercise to do, okay? And give you something well easy, right? So but not not know, but I provide you. Um so you can have a highly significant model for the training set, and this model <coughs> becomes very bad for the test set. So it's what you call overfitting. Okay? We have adjust all the variables, we have maybe with too much variable, and these variables are fitting perfectly with the value of the of the training set. And then it occurs that when we shift to the to the test set, it doesn't work anymore. Maybe there is too much variable or too much happens or too much predicts, right? So this is a very a subtle uh, process. Uh, to use regression in a good way, because we have to consider all these things together: dependencies, confounding, overfitting, and so on and so forth. And not all the problems are solved. Okay, busy. Uh, well, so. uh, this is something I leave you to think about when you do some experiment to be sure that if you do the experiment, you are not going into a very strange conclusion. Right? Is that clear enough? So I will give you more material in the, in the slides so you can look to other ways of doing regression like uh, using trees, but I think it's not uh, a good idea to, to, to present you everything at the same time because you don't you know something, some, you might confuse, Right? So uh, we will stop on this uh, No, and I will give you some training exercise for, for uh, practicing this, this. Right? Are there some questions? Finding ones? No question, is that clear enough? Yeah, not too complicated. So uh, just try to push the simple, important to understand. Yeah, and, and, uh, and apply by yourself. The most important is to understand And all these problems are very common problems in all machine learning contexts. Okay, when uh, we we do some classification process, we are in the same situation. Okay. We have to estimate which variable are the more, or which predictor, if you prefer, the more important. is, is, is useless to use too much predictor, and some it's also to use too less predictor. But the the good ratio of predictor is is a, is a very complicated problem to solve. So, thank you for your attention.